Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Hey, hello. Thanks for tuning in today. Um, I, uh, I was out again yesterday. I try to do a show every day. I mean, that's kind of my schedule, but since I'm not live and I'm not tied to a particular schedule, which I kind of like, I like the flexibility. I like to be able to, you know, if something comes up, family is important to me. Uh, I like to be able to stay off on other things as well, but this show does occupy the majority of my life and, uh, especially during the day and during the week, I'm always attuned to things. I'm always watching things. You know, I had someone, there was a, there was a debate last night and there were a couple of town halls and I'm going to touch on that. And I do want to, before I go into to the show, we're going to cover, I'm going to talk about Dr. Fauci. I, I wore this shirt today in his honor. I believe he is public enemy number one. I believe that he belongs in prison. Do I think he will ever go to prison? Of course not. But uh, that's definitely where he belongs for what he did during COVID to not just to the United States, but to the to the entire world to some extent. The migrant crisis is not going away. It's getting worse. The Biden administration is getting desperate and they're begging Mexico to help. The problem is, Mexico wants something in return. We're going to talk about those. We're going to talk about, uh, oh man, the immigration problem is just, it's again, it's gotten worse and worse. It's not getting better. They have no intention of making it better because their only answer to it is to process people faster into this country. They have no intention of securing the border. They have no intention of stemming the flow. None at all. If they do try to do anything, it's only because of political pressure is going to get so great, but they'll tell you everything's great. They, they're all about border security. We're going to take a look at that. New York is housing people at a high school. They kicked the students out. They said, get the hell out, James Madison High School. You students, you American citizens, um, you children that were supposed to be educated in this public indoctrination center on taxpayer funds, get the hell out, go home, and remote learn while we move some illegals in and put them in there. They're gone now, apparently. They were only there for a day. No one seems to know exactly why. We're going to take a look at that uh, real quick. And, and we're going to, there's uh, there's some gun issues going on here in Washington State. Now, they've always been about gun control in Washington State. The ultimate goal is to is to remove your firearms. They, they want to do, they want to ban guns completely in Washington. We're an extremely communist state. We've been run by Democrats for 38 freaking years and they're making no secret but they can't you know they can't just say ban guns statewide because that would be unconstitutional not only not only the second amendment of the national of the of the bill of rights the constitution but also the washington state constitution guarantees the right to bear arms and we're going to take a look at that so they can't do that but what they're going to do is try to make get everything else as difficult as they can to own a firearm so that it becomes either unaffordable or unattainable, one or the other. So we're going to take a look at that. we got a few other things we're going to look at as well. But let's start, let's start again with the debate. Now, I got the debate in the town halls, debates versus town halls. So we had last night, we had the debate on CNN between DeSantis and Nikki Haley because Trump and Vivek were not there. Vivek did a, a live podcast with, with Tim pool, Tim cast. It was great. It was, the format was amazing. Trump did a, a sit down kind of town hall and it was, you know, it was 
heavily produced and the production was great. Trump looked very relaxed. He answered the questions brilliantly. Trump was Trump, basically. I didn't watch the debate on CNN because debates suck. Debates absolutely suck. The modern day format of debate where candidates get 60 seconds to bitch and argue with each other while the moderators just sit there with their thumb in their ass and lose total control. And then when they do try to assert control, it's just to steer something toward their agenda is useless. It's useless to me. I have no intention of watching these debates. Give me a town hall every single day where the candidate actually has time to get out of full thought and place his policies on the table and explain them to a level that you simply can't in little tiny sound bites. And, and, and the debates, they're controlled by the moderators. They create the questions. The candidates oftentimes don't even get to talk about what they'd really like to talk about and what's important for their platform and what separates them from everybody else. So I didn't, I did watch the, the town halls that DeSantis and Haley did a, a, a few days back. I did watch those. It's not like, because I got accused today on social media of, so what, you just, you don't, uh, you don't like watching people just because you don't agree with them or, or, or whatever. That doesn't make you very non-biased or that doesn't make you a good, you know, reporter or, or podcaster. And I'm like, no, no, no. I watched the town halls that they did. I didn't not watch the debate on CNN last night because DeSantis and Haley were in it. I didn't watch it because debates suck. They're useless to me. I'm not going to spend my time or waste my time watching people give little 30 and 60 second answers that they're arguing with each other most of the time. They can't get their policies out. They can't explain their platforms. I will get far more out of a town hall format. And by the way, Vivek Ramaswamy last night, he did his thing with Tim Cast. I love, loved it. Love the format. So you basically, and, and man, I am kicking myself. The the day they decided to do that, Tim Pool put out a Eventbrite link for limited number of tickets. They were $55 to be live in studio to watch this. I was waking up, I woke up at like four o'clock or something like that, Pacific time. And drinking my coffee, flipping through X, and there it was. I'm like, are you kidding me? I actually linked, I clicked the link, went to Eventbrite. Sure enough, 55 bucks to see the town hall that was on last night with Vivek. I could have bought tickets. I could have bought tickets. And I wish I would have, and I'm kicking myself. I didn't. I thought, oh, I'll check it out later. That was stupid. Went back later and it was gone. The link was gone. In fact, the the uh, post on X was completely gone. So I blew my opportunity to go back into this small setting. It was cool, man. It's probably 50 people there or something like that. Would have been very cool to, to be there. But I wasn't. And so, you know, bygones be gone. But the format, let's get back to that. The format was very cool. It was basically watching a podcast live. Candace Owens was there as well. Along with, and then he had some of the people that have endorsed him too. And so you got to watch that. They did like the first half of the show or so was, was the podcast, maybe a little bit longer, an hour, hour and a half. It went two and a half hours, <laughs> two and a half hours. And they, uh, so you got to watch that. And then they put it into a, a Q and a with the audience. And this is important. 
none of the questions were scripted. Vivek refused to have scripted questions almost. And, and, and Tim commented on that. He's like, man, all candidates, they always want the questions in advance. And then they have chosen people that they will call on. Nope. It was completely uh, random. It was, they didn't even know who they were going to call on. They didn't know what the questions were going to be. And Vivek did what Vivek does is he nailed it. He knocked it out of the park, but, and then they had a private party afterwards. Another thing I probably could have gone to if I'd have bought tickets. Anyway, I like that format. I like the town hall format, but the production that Trump was part of, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was a production. It was a network production and it was, uh, you know, 60 minutes. Whereas Vivek got to go on for two and a half hours and then the private couch time afterwards, they had a party, a little private gathering for a few people, I think VIPs and maybe people who could, who paid for it as well, the press. And those formats are great. Here's a little bit. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't chop up a bunch of clips from it because I'm hoping that most of you watched it. And I watched the, uh, the vague town hall, the Tim cast. I watched that live. And then after that, I watched a re a recording, a streaming recording of, uh, of the Trump town hall there. And, you know, on Fox, it was okay. You know, it, Trump was Trump. This is, and he answered everything exactly how you think it was. His positions haven't changed. He's, he's saying the same things. Good things, by the way. I like Trump. Let's not, let's not get crazy. But uh, this was one that was, it was interesting. And, and I'm trying to decide, okay, was he trolling or, or was this a legit response? And it's an interesting one. Check it out. Who would be in the running for a vice president? Well, I can't tell you that, really. I mean, I know who it's going to be. Give us a hint. I'll give you, we'll do another show sometime. Well, what about any of the people who you've run against? Would you be open to mending? Okay, so he said, I hope you caught that. He said, I know who it's going to be. So is that true? Does he already know who he's going to choose for vice president? That's interesting. And that would, that would indicate some coordination and some discussions that have already been had or maybe he just knows who he wants it to be and he, he just hasn't posed a question to him yet and he, he's assuming they're going to say yes but um it's interesting that that he said that okay let's go on fences with oh any sure of them. i will i will i've already started like christy better <laughs> and that's in reference to him dropping out of the race christy by the way who was caught on a hot mic that uh <laughs> that uh Nikki Haley, man, she's going to get, she's going to get smoked. She's going to get smoked. She's not going to win at all. Okay, so enough of the debate stuff. Again, um, I'm going to move on. Debates suck. I'll watch the town halls any day of the week. I do keep up on all sides of all the topics. You should see the amount of liberal regs that I read on a regular basis just to, just to see where their minds are at and see how whacked out they are. It's important to know thy enemy. It's important. All right, viewer advisory coming up here. Some people might get triggered. Some people might get triggered. There you go. Dr. Fauci, you know, the guy who ruled the world for a short period of time. He got to be master king of everybody and tell everybody what to do. The the megalomaniac, insane piece of shit that he is enjoyed every single second of it. Every second. And he wasn't going to give it up until he absolutely had to. He made millions and millions of dollars. Highest paid federal employee there was. Retired, full pension. Still making millions of dollars. Anyway, he was 
at closed doors, oversight, uh, congressional hearings. And he was asked questions. And here's what it come, comes down to, is that the social distancing, just as uh, Birch or Burke put in her book, the social distancing was completely made up. It was based on absolutely zero science or zero studies whatsoever. They just thought, oh, well, just someone just brought it up. It came out of nowhere. It was total bullshit. They just made it up. Yeah, but everybody stays six feet apart. You know what that caused? That caused restaurants and places to gather, reduce their capacity, which means, by the way, you know, for those of you who, I mean, my math, maybe I'm not the best mathematician, but I can figure out that, wow, if you reduce, if you force somebody to reduce their capacity, they're probably not going to make as much money. He's directly responsible for that shit. Another thing that came out in the hearings, they went over two days. The masks, the masks were bullshit. When universities would call him, when universities would contact him to ask what they should do about vaccines, he told, he told them, I recommend that you require vaccinations for students to attend your university. And they did. And, uh, Let's not forget the lab theory that is no longer a conspiracy. Yeah, Fauci came out and said that. He said that, yeah, the, you know, the 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 lab that it was created in a lab theory, that's not a conspiracy. So now he's backtracked on that. Remember, he said over and over, oh no, no, it, it wasn't gain of function. It didn't he's covering his ass what he was doing. It didn't come from a lab. I you know, there's no way it came from the wet market. It came from this. It came from that. It didn't. It didn't come from a lab. He said that multiple times in multiple ways for fucking years. Well, now, now he said, well, you know, actually, that's that's actually plausible. That's that's not a conspiracy theory. That's probably what happened. By the way, speaking of, since we're on Fauci. And since I mentioned DeSantis earlier, DeSantis is running a campaign right now saying that, you know, Florida didn't lock down and Florida was common sense. We we maintained freedom during COVID and this and that. Bullshit. Bullshit. He praised Fauci up and down in front of the camera. There are video clips. This was only a few years ago. It's like he thinks that it just disappeared. Like if he just lies to you, if he just tells you that Florida was, it was the free state of Florida the whole time. He thinks if he just says that, you'll believe. There's video. It was, people don't have that short. We have short memories. Not that short, dude. He was re, he was happy about the vaccines. He was happy about Fauci. He deferred to Fauci on almost everything. And this little elf dipshit controlled this country. Wrecked, they wrecked the greatest economy to ever exist in the world. All based on lies. People lost their fucking platforms. They're, some people, large platforms, their way to make a living based off of what this fucker said. And I'm pissed. This has been a hot topic for me. I spent, I spent most of two years without access to Facebook because I was banned for 90 days, 90 days, 90 days for talking about the fact that the vaccines were a problem, that there were massive side effects, that social distancing was bullshit. They made a stand on arrows 
in grocery stores. You could only go one direction down an aisle that had little freaking dots on the floor. Are you kidding me? We were stupid. We were had. We were bamboozled. We were lied to. We were manipulated. We were controlled. I did shows on it. I did Facebook live rants. Then I'd get banned, of course, for another 90 days. They made us wear useless masks. I didn't, except when I went to the hospital. But uh, that's where we're at on that. It was all exactly what we said. The same people, many of you I know who watch this show and who follow me in the Nun Report, we knew that it was BS. We didn't go out and get vaccinated. We didn't go out and put a mask on. You know, some people had, you know, they got the vaccine to keep their job. You got to pay the bills. And they say they didn't mandate it. No, you didn't mandate it, but you made it so that other organizations and employers did mandate it. By the way, the state of Washington did mandate it. It's destroyed our ferry fleet. It's destroyed our police department. It's destroyed all. A lot of our public services, they can't staff them anymore. They're hiring new people now without a vaccine. But if you got fired or dismissed because you refused to get the vaccine, you still can't come back. That's just vindictive bullshit. And uh, that's all I got to say about that. Because <laughs> if I, I could go on ranting about that for hours, man, we can get into all sorts of things. I'm not going to do that today. We have other things to talk about. Gun control is one of them. You know, they have uh, in Washington State, they, they're always trying to come up with a way to remove your Second Amendment rights. And it is a right. This is, this is a, a, a thing that's in the Constitution. It's guaranteed to us. And it's not limited. It's absolute. The Supreme Court has ruled on this multiple times. Every time a state tries to put a massive gun ban in place, we have an AR ban here in Washington State because they thought that would be good. Now only the criminals have have ARs. And law-abiding citizens cannot cannot own them. We have a 10-round limit on on, uh, magazines. You can only have 10 rounds. Handgun, rifle, doesn't matter. 10 rounds, that's it. Anything else is illegal. The... uh, what other restrictions do we have? Are we all kinds? Of, oh, here's here's an interesting bill they're putting out. You can only buy one firearm every 30 days. So if you want to buy two, you can't in 30 day period. You can't do that. You can only get one weapon every 30 days. None of these things stop crime at all. In fact, crime rates in Washington have increased. Gun violence has increased. We just set a record last year for homicides. It's not about public safety. It's about control. These people are fucking communists. We've got a bill here in Washington that they're putting out. And I I, I don't see how it might pass, man. Our, our, our legislature does some kooky, kooky stuff. And and Dimsley, our, our governor, our illustrious uh, leader, he will he will sign off on this. He, they love this stuff. Here's the bill. There is a. I'm having a hard time reading that. Let me, let me blow it up here a little bit. How's that? Little, little adjustment on the fly there. Uh, there is levied and collected a tax upon each retail sale of ammunition at the rate of 11 percent of the selling price. This tax 
is in addition to the federal, state, and local sales and use tax imposed on sales of goods and services under this chapter. And then look at, and then this is the part. So, so the first are going to tax ammunition, an extra 11%. We already have a 10% sales tax here. They're going to drop on another 11% for, I guess it's a, a sin tax, but no, no. See, they can't do it unless they call it a privilege. And this is how they get around some of the laws. So they, they've added a section to this. A use tax is levied on every person in this state for the privilege. And thank you, Julie uh, Barrett, for for highlighting this stuff and, and dropping it out there. That's where I got it. Uh, conservative ladies of Washington. She's now Florida woman down there in Florida. Lucky her, man. I'm so jealous. Anyway, uh, use tax is levied on every person in this state for the privilege of using ammunition as a consumer at the rate of 11% of the selling price. So it's not a right. It's they're, they're trying to redefine it as a privilege. Even though the Second Amendment very clearly says the right shall not be infringed. Additionally, Washington State Constitution says this. This was Jason Rance out here. He wrote this like most of the uh, their clearly unconstitutional bills, and they do have a ton of them here in Washington. Uh, they're based on a flimsy and purposefully obtuse understanding of the right to bear arms. The Washington State Constitution, so it's not only the National Constitution, the Bill of Rights. The Washington State Constitution, Article 1, Section 24, clearly states that, quote, the right of the individual citizen to bear arms in defense of himself or the state shall not be impaired. Do you think making ammunition unaffordable impairs your right to bear arms in defense of yourself and the state? Do you think that trying to price people out of the market and trying to create more gun regulations on distributors and sellers, dealers, if you will, do you think that impairs people's right? It should be simple. It should be as easy as possible. It's a constitutional right nationally and in the state of Washington. It should be the simplest process ever. Jump through all these hoops, punish people with a sin tax, and every one of these things just continues to add to the burden of owning a firearm. Now they're going to go after the ammunition. All right, well, we can't we can't stop them from buying guns. Well, one every 30 days. So now we're going to uh we're gonna go after the ammunition. There are some things coming to the floor next week in Washington State. I'm going to go down there, I think, to Olympia and participate in these hearings. It looks like, I mean, this is the gun control net jobs that we have here in Washington State. These are the bills that they're proposing, and they're going to talk about them. So uh, House Bill 1902, I won't read the bill numbers. You can see them right there. Enhancing requirements for the purchase or transfer of a firearm. So they're going to make it more difficult to transfer or purchase a firearm. That one, that bill is the one that uh, has the 30-day limit on it. You can only purchase a firearm once every 30 days. Uh, The second one they're going to talk about here is reporting lost or stolen firearms. So you're going to be required to do that. 
I lost all mine in a fishing accident. Leave me alone. They're at the bottom of a lake somewhere. Number three, concerning the the disposition of privately owned firearms in the custody of state or local government entities or law enforcement agencies. Number four, these these bills are all about all about restricting Second Amendment rights. Uh, House Bill 2054 concerning bulk purchases and transfers of firearms. And number five, protecting the public from gun violence by establishing additional requirements for the business operations of licensed firearms dealers. Again, putting a larger burden on not only the people who consume or want to own or want to exercise their right, not privilege, right to have a firearm, they also want to go after the people selling them and make it more burdensome for them, all in an effort to disarm the state and the citizenry of this country. And uh, it's disgusting. It pisses me off at all to, to, to no end. I mean, this California is horrible too, as, as well as Oregon. This whole left coast is uh, is off its... Uh, off its rocker they're they're insane control freaks i mean in california they're talking about banning tackle football for children under 12 you're not allowed to play tackle football unless you're 12 leave us alone leave us alone it's not your fucking job it's not what you're there for it's not oh but maybe it is maybe it see they think that they know better they believe deeply that government knows best and they think they should be in charge of everything every aspect of your life every even your thoughts what you can spend money on how much it costs how much they're going to tax it what a win man they're going to tax ammunition that restricts you know it makes it more expensive for the consumer it also puts more money in their pockets so it's kind of a win-win for them. What's going to happen in this next election? Mike had this to say, and that was uh, this was this was a few days back. She's terrified of Trump taking over again because, well, because he believes in freedom and they don't, and they can't control him. But it's not what she says at the beginning. That's been that's been talked about a lot. I think, but there was a Freudian slip toward the end that I think is more important and requires, uh, you know, it's very scary. In fact, she, she's terrified. I'm terrified. Listen. I am terrified about what could possibly happen because our leaders matter, who we select, who speaks for us, who holds that bully pulpit. It affects us in ways that sometimes I think people take for granted. You know, the fact that people think that government, eh, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't really even do anything. And I'm like, oh, my God, does government do everything for us? Government does everything for us. Spoken like a true commie. But see, that's just how their minds are wired. That's how they've brainwashed themselves. Government does everything for us. That's from Michael Obama. All right, I want to I want to jump into the border here a little bit. I don't know if we'll uh, we'll get all the way through everything here. Why don't you know? I've been I've been going on here for a while, man. We're already twenty seven minutes into this show. 
the let's get to the weirdness because this is pretty weird and it's funny <laughs> and it makes me makes me wonder um i mean everybody slips everybody has a slip of the tongue that that might be funnier after you watch this clip and let's talk about the fact that president trump incited an erection uh, and <laughs> maybe that too <laughs> Maybe that too. What the hell was she thinking about that? That she, that she, instead of saying insurrection, she said erection. Very clearly, President Trump incited an erection. I'm gonna, I'm gonna clip that up. I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna put it on my soundboard here so that I can pull that up whenever I feel like it. We're also gonna take a look at uh, Hunter Biden. He. We're going, to, we're going to dive into the border here in a minute, but that's a longer topic. So I want to get these, the the weirdness and the, the shorter little topics out of the way. First, Hunter Biden decided to make a spectacle of himself. I think it served two purposes. And one is my opinion. The other is, is turning out to be factual. A lot of people are now reporting on it. So he decided to show up at his at the hearing on whether they were going to hold him in contempt for not showing up and testifying in Congress when he agreed that he would. They gave him a subpoena. He just didn't want to do it in private, but it was all it was all staged. Everything this guy, listen, this guy was performing in front of cameras with hookers and blow for years. Everything he does is a performance, okay? And everything he does now is for a purpose to serve himself but he, he he decided to show up. They didn't. He wasn't scheduled to be there. He didn't have to be there, but he did show up. And this is what occurred when the questioning was passed off to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Check it out. Gentlemen's time's expired. Chair, recognize Miss Green from Georgia for five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, excuse going? me, Hunter. Oh, Apparently, oh, you're afraid of my going? words. Whoa. Uh, here <laughs> That's the only oh. reason they showed up. This was entirely planned. Let's go back to the beginning. I want you to watch. Watch Hunter Biden. He's in the middle there. Watch him tap the the arm. Uh, I assume that's his attorney next to him. They, This was all planned for them. They walked in, made a big spectacle of themselves, and then they walked out like this. Gentlemen, time's expired. Chair, recognize Ms. Green from Georgia for five minutes. Tap on the arm. Okay, let's go. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, excuse going? me, Hunter. Oh. Apparently. That's our cue. Let's go. Now, a couple of things going on here. He is making a documentary for Netflix. I guess if you're a total drug addict, sex addict, and you film it, and your laptop gets out there, and you're a total piece of shit, I guess you get awarded with a Netflix documentary on your life. I wonder if they're going to use any footage from the laptop during that. At any rate, the camera, there were some cameras in there that were taking video, and the word is, he did this in order to get footage that he will, is going to use in his Netflix documentary. That would be, oh, what? Profiting off of a government hearing? Hmm. I don't think you're allowed to do that. I don't think you're allowed to do that. Here's another reason I think he did it. This was a big FU. This was a big, look at me. I can do anything I want. He came there specifically to rub everybody's face in. I am the a Biden. I am the son of the president. And you can't touch me or stop me.
And I think that that is the, is the bigger reason, but, uh, but it could be both. And, and if it, if it served both, then what a, what a, what a piece of shit, right? Anyway, a reporter afterwards asked this question. It was, it was a good question. I, I might clip this one up too and put it on my, put it on my soundboard so I could pull it up whenever I want to. But, uh, check this one out. Quiet and let me make a statement. Okay. Crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? One more time. Listen to the reporter. Quiet and let me make a statement. What okay. Kind of crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? <laughs> what kind of crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? And that wasn't the only crack question. There was as he was doing his his presser and walking down the hallway on his way out. There were a few little crack cracks at him, and a few 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 different crack questions. All right, back to your regular scheduled programming. The border is is insane. It's unbearable. It's not migration. It's an invasion. It's not because of climate change. They're trying to tell you all this bullshit is because of climate change. No, it's not. Or, Or tyrannical governments. No, it's not. The governments have always been tyrannical. The climate is always changing, but it's certainly not driving people by the millions to come to the United States. It's the border policies of the Biden regime that is causing people to come by the millions to the United States. And in the process, it's created a multi-billion dollar market to the cartels in Mexico who can traffic human beings. It's now, they now make more money trafficking human beings than they do drugs. Think of that. Because it's all, it's all allowed by their government and encouraged by ours. The Biden regime is, they have blood on their hands. He should be impeached for allowing this to happen. You know, forget the money. This is this is worse. It is the great replacement is happening right in front of our eyes. First clip. I that the migrant release rate is apparently higher than the 70% DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas told Fox News just days ago. Yep, Fox News' uh, Bill Malusian revealing, quote, Mayorkas admitted the current release rate for migrants caught crossing the border illegally is above 85%. That's, you know what that is? That's catch and release. We're right back to catch and release. We let them in. 85% of them are just getting turned back out. Now look, we're not getting all of them. We're only seeing some of them. This piece of shit needs to go. This, this smug, condescending asshole this guy. With respect to your question about the December surge, that was certainly an extraordinarily high number of encounters. It coincides with a time when uh, Mexican enforcement was no longer implemented. What's Mexico's fault? Immigration enforcement agency in Mexico was not funded. It is what prompted President Biden to reconnect with President Lopez Obrador, as he has done consistently throughout his administration. The two have a very close working relationship. Bullshit. It is why I, Secretary Blinken, White House Homeland Security Advisor Sherwood Randall, traveled to Mexico two weeks ago to ensure their recommitment of immigration enforcement authorities and resources and for us to also recommit our partnership. Yeah, so they went down there and made a backhanded backroom deal 
they basically are going to cave to extortion from Mexico to to keep migrants from fucking coming across. The Biden administration, public opinion is really, really clear on this, that the border is a crisis that like 75% of Americans believe that it's a crisis and needs to be stopped. We need to stop allowing people just to pour into this country. And they're desperate to stop it because they're not, they can't have the optics of them building a wall or putting up barriers in the Rio Grande or sending troops or more border patrol down there to stop it. They can't have those optics because their base would, would destroy them. So they're trying to get Mexico to do it. And what does Mexico want for that? Well, they're so desperate they're going down there. Biden is asking, This is they said, oh yeah, we went down there. Biden has a great relationship. Uh, NBC News reports, Biden is asking for Mexican help to stop the record surge of migrants. Here's what Mexico wants in return. This is where the extortion comes in. Oh, you want us to uh, help you stop? This is... And this is the difference. This is a weak, weak, pathetic, old, dementia-ridden, Swiss cheese for brains, old man we have in the White House. He's weak. He's President Trump didn't let Mexico dictate to us. He dictated to Mexico, look, you're going to stop this. You're going to put more soldiers out there and stop the flow of of these illegals or we're going to place massive tariffs on every single thing that comes out of your country. But Biden didn't do that. He's down there begging, begging what's basically a third world country. They're a little bit above that. That was a little extreme. But he's down there begging them to help. Please help. Here's what Mexico wants in response. In a press conference, uh, Lopez Obrador called for the U.S. This is what they want to help stem the tide. To approve a plan that would deploy $20 billion to Latin America and Caribbean countries. Suspend the U.S. blockade of Cuba. Remove all sanctions against Venezuela. And grant at least 10 million Hispanics living in the U.S. the right to remain and work legally. So no problem. 20 billion to Latin America, no blockade on Cuba. All, you know, Venezuela is not a good country, man. They're they're not our friends. All sanctions against them dropped. All sanctions against them dropped. Oh, and by the way, give 10 million people, uh, Hispanics that are already in the United States, the right to stay there legally and work for as long as they want. They're not asking for much. How much of that do you think the Biden regime will cave on? I mean, we paid a lot of money for those hostages. We gave Iran back the terrorists. We gave Russia back the death dude. We caved to the Taliban. We gave Afghanistan right back to them, along with a brand new arsenal. They've proven every step of the way that they're weak, that they've got no spine, that they show no strength and that they will capitulate and cave to every single little despot around the world. These are strong countries. Fucking Russia. So what? Iran. Now Mexico. They're just going to extort us because we have a weak leader. They smell it. 
They know he's weak. And they're going to exploit it every single chance that they can. But don't worry, it's getting better. Your favorite press secretary, mine, Jean-Pierre, she said so. Uh, so we have seen results in... Um in uh, the the uh, migration of, of migrants, right? We've seen a decrease because of the actions that President uh, President of Mexico has taken. What? Uh, and so, again, because of this these diplomatic conversations, they have been effective. We see them as being effective. It's all right, people. It's January 11th today. It's January 11th, and <laughs> the, unbelievable. It's January 11th, and. So we're 11 days in the new year. In December, we just sent an all-time record of 300,000 coming across our border. And in 11 days, they fixed it. (laughs) They think you're stupid. They unabashedly lie every time they step up to the microphone. In fact, just assume that every time they step up to the microphone, they're lying. They're either lying or they're projecting. They're saying that the the right is doing what they're actually already doing or, or plan on doing. Or have done. But she says she got up there and seriously said, you've already seen a decrease. Just like everything. Let's create this massive fucking crisis. And then if we improve it just a little bit, claim victory. Oh, we're decreasing. Oh, gas prices are insane. Hey, look, now they're only three bucks. Yeah, but they're still twice what they were when you took office. Oh, well. <laughs> you know, inflation crazy is nine percent yeah well but look it's much better and it's only four percent now it's much better than it was yeah but it's still twice what it was when you took office oh you know hey we had three hundred thousand last month but we're only having to have two hundred fifty thousand this month look it's improving <laughs> unbelievable unbelievable aoc also has a solution for immigrants and this is their this is really what they want this is the ultimate solution, and um, and I'm going to stay on this for 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 a little bit because I think it's important. Um, we're letting there these are not all good people. There are criminals. There are thugs. There are terrorists that are making it into our country through the open border policies of the Biden regime, and they don't care. And AOC is dumb. From all parts of the political spectrum, one of the biggest issues that we have when it comes to immigration is the fact that we have an undocumented population. Mm-hmm. Now, you can fix that by trying to build a wall, or you can fix that by trying to... Wait a minute. She, did she just say that you could fix it by building a wall? Let, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's back up there a little bit. Now, you can fix that by trying to build a wall. She just said you could fix it by building a wall. <laughs> right? She said it. I thought that walls didn't work. Oh, only only Trump walls don't work. Gotcha. Then this is the part, of course, that they want. Or you can fix that by trying to document people and create a path to citizenship. Mm -hmm. And um, And all the useful idiots screaming yell. Might say, look at these systems, you know, that our shelter system has weight and things like that. But one of the reasons that our public systems experience weight is because people don't have a documented and reliable path to work and sustain themselves. Yeah, you know what? Get the fuck out. Yep. 
And while you're at it, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> at a certain point, just shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Man, she, she, uh, so, so what they want, here's how you fix the immigration problem. You just document everybody. If you just let them all in and document them all, then everything will be just fine. Everybody will have some place to live. Everybody will get to get a job. They'll have documentation so they won't be living on the streets. Tens and tens of millions of them. Some estimates are as high as 15 million have come in. I mean, now the, the documented number is, is eight, close to eight million. But a lot of people estimate, people that know about these things, that it could be upwards of 14 or 15 million since Biden came into office that have come into this country illegally. We're talking about uh, around 3 to 4% of the entire population of the United States. Okay? There are more illegals coming into this country than children being born in this country. Again, there are more illegals crossing the border into this country annually than there are children being born in this country. And if that doesn't scare the shit out of you, man, I don't know what will. But this is the purpose. It, it's insane. And, and I'm going to play this clip. It is the great replacement. They want to bring these people in to help with their districting. Okay, they will try to give these people everything, every freebie, every handout. They come across, they get five grand, they get a cell phone. Oh, where do you want to go? Anywhere. We'll fly you or bus you anywhere in this country. Where do you want to go? And we'll pay for it. And then we're going to provide you with social services once you get there, too. It's bankrupting cities. It's going to bankrupt this country. But they don't care. As long as they can get their districting and get the votes, check it out. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, we have a diaspora that, that can absorb a significant number of these migrants. And I, that, you know, when I hear uh, colleagues talk about, uh, you know, the, 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 the doors of the inn being closed, um, no room in the inn, I, I'm saying, you know, I, I need more people in my district, but just for redistricting purposes. And those members could, could clearly uh, fit here. I need more people in my district strictly for redistricting purposes. They're not even hiding it anymore. Anybody who doesn't believe that the great replacement is happening right now and that's intentional, purposeful, and it's been by design all along, man, you're just not paying attention. You need to open your eyes. It's undeniable. They're saying it right to your face. Saying it right to your face. I do want to uh, give Mike Johnson a chance. Now, I'm, man, politics is such a shitty, shitty game, man. These people, they get back there and they, you know, they make their deals and, and they can, they say all kinds of things. And in the end, oftentimes, they're, they're, they're a lot of the same. Now, I think there's different levels to it. Do I think that Mike Johnson is better than McCarthy? Yes. Do I think that he's the answer? No. I think all these people, they get back there for long enough. And, uh, you know, the answer is term limits. By the way, 
uh, Vivek Ramaswamy has an answer for that. I've talked about it before, and that is you grandfather and everybody who's there, they can run as many times as they want, stay in office as long as they want. Anybody who's elected from the time the law goes into a, the, the term limit law goes into effect, anybody elected after that point is bound by that law. So that's it, because Congress isn't going to vote themselves out of a job. But if you put it that way, they're not voting themselves out of the job because they're selfish. They're selfish fucks. I mean, period. They care about themselves. So they wouldn't, I don't think they'd have a problem voting future generations into term limits while they got to stay in as long as they wanted. Interesting idea. Certainly worth a try. Has to be legislated. Can't be done via executive order. But, uh, you know, they went down, they sent a, a contingency down to the border to check it out. And Mike Johnson kind of covers that. He had a couple of other things to say in this clip that are interesting. I included it because I thought there were some interesting points, but check it out. It's an absolute catastrophe, a humanitarian catastrophe, a national security catastrophe. We saw it with our own eyes. In fact, we were having the press conference with all of our members, and people were crossing the river behind us, coming into the country illegally like an open uh, an open an border, and that's what it is. The Biden administration did this intentionally. These are policy choices that got us there. And our list of the 64 uh, events that, that he's engaged in from the first day that he took the Oval Office by executive orders is what has led us into this situation. It is not sustainable. We've had over 7.1 million encounters at the border since he took office, and we estimate the number of people actually in the country illegally is probably close to 14 or 15 million. That's what the experts say. This is a serious problem. Over 300 suspects on the terrorism watch list have been stopped at the border. Liz, we have no idea how many of them came through and evaded capture. We saw the cartels down there, they estimate. The the drug cartels in Mexico are not really in in the drug business so much anymore. It's human trafficking. They're making $32 million a week in in that sector alone, that that sector of Texas where we were. That's $1.6 billion a year that the administration is allowing to go to transnational violent criminal organizations because we have opened the border. It It must stop, man. We can't. It's not sustainable. We can't keep doing this. We can't keep doing this. There was a time when... Biden actually believed in securing the border when he was. A, it makes a, sense that no great nation 2007. can be in a position where they can't control their borders. It matters how you control your borders, not just for immigration, but it matters for drugs, terror, a whole range of other things. So at one point in time, he had. Well, he was probably just repeating what his constituency wanted. But yeah, look at under Obama, 5 million came in under Trump, 4.7 million or under, yeah, under Obama, 5 million. I don't I think I said Obama, uh, Trump, 4.7 million Biden so far, 12 million illegal encounters. So it's important. Well, my dogs are, my dogs are in the studio today. They're my, they're my producers. So, uh, Hey, we're on the air. Can you knock it off? Dang dogs. I got a couple of German shepherd dogs. You've probably seen me post about them on my Instagram and in different places. I think I had them on the show even a couple of times. They, uh, when they want to cooperate, We'd probably, that's probably an Amazon guy that's coming up and the dogs are thinking that it's some ninja coming to attack us. 
And they're like, well, one of these days, you know, that could happen. You're going to be sorry if you stop us from barking. So I let them bark. I mean, after all, they're dogs. They're going to bark. And, uh, and I don't mind that. So this, along the same lines of the, uh, and then I want to move on to one more topic before we're out of time. We're almost out of time. The New York school, James Madison High School, where they've housed, they've kicked out the students. They said, get out. You U.S. citizen youth that are in a public taxpayer-funded school, get out, and we're bringing migrants in here. Migrants. I got to stop. They try, try, See how that, what they're doing? They actually change terms, and you just kind of start using them over time. All right, illegals. Illegals. And they're housing them in the high school while the students have to go learn from home. Now, apparently, they've, They've gone back to wherever they were. This makes no sense to me. I think the reason there was a massive outrage there, by the way, massive pushback. And I think that's why they moved them back out. But I mean, thousands, 2000 of them. Oh, they were also transported there on school buses. Also paid for by the taxpayer. Hmm. Yeah, when you're out. seeing the footage of these families boarding buses to go to James Madison ago. High School, what are your thoughts? It outrages every New Yorker and every American. And if you look at the polling, Brian, 84% of New Yorkers believe that this is a border crisis. And they know it's a direct result of Joe Biden's failed policies. And Eric Adams and Kathy Hochul's failed policies when they rolled out the red carpet, claimed they're a sanctuary city, a sanctuary state. Now look at who's paying the price, hardworking New York families. And in the case of this school, over 60% of those kids come from economically disadvantaged families. Right. That is unacceptable. These parents now don't know what to do, and we know there is a negative impact when you're forced to do remote learning. So it is unacceptable. House Republicans... So there we are. 63% of the, uh, of the student body come from economically disadvantaged families, 52% of minorities, $45,000 cost per student to have them learn remotely we pass legislation not allowing illegals to displace students so this is obvious this is apparently going on in chicago as well they've, they've started putting them in public schools and that's not the only place they want to put them it's not the only place they want to put them uh mayor adams man what is wrong with you new york why do you keep electing these people i mean i don't get it and then you bitch about it i, I, I don't what is going on over there is there something in the water or I don't know. I don't hear a lot of New Yorkers in favor of their government right now, but yet they keep, they keep voting for people that are like them or even worse. Mayor Adams wants to put them in your home. So not only do they want to put them in public schools and public buildings and hotels that all, by the way, the taxpayer is paying for the hotels, not just allowing them in for free. They're getting paid a shit ton. These are government contracts. But you should also open up your home because, hey, if you need a little extra money and you've got a spare room, go ahead and allow one of these illegals. Might be a terrorist. I don't know. Could be a rapist. Who knows? But, hey, go ahead and let them live in your house. And the and New York will pay you rent. It is my vision uh, to take the next step to this, to go to the faith-based uh, locales and then move to uh, private residents. Uh, there are residents who are suffering right now because of economic challenges. 
they have spare rooms, uh, they have locales, and if we can find a way to get over the 30-day rule and other rules that government has in, in its place, we can take that $4.2 billion, $4.3 it may be now, that we potentially have to spend, and we can put it back in the pockets of everyday New Yorkers, everyday houses of worship, instead of putting it in the pockets of corporations, and some of those corporations... Are you serious? You're serious. You want people to allow unvetted illegals whose first action in the United States was to break the law. We don't know if they're drug dealers, if they're human traffickers, if they're rapists, if they're terrorists. Open up your home to these wonderful people if you have a spare room and you need money. Let them into your house. Let them around your family. Let them around your children. And this and, and New York will go ahead and pay you for it. Are you... I mean, this is... Uh, that's one of the most insane ideas I've ever heard. Okay, one more quick story and then we're going to get out. Up here in Washington State, we have some crazy stuff going on as I as I bring up from time to time because, well, I live in Washington, so I get to see it firsthand, and it's one of the most lunatic leftist states that there is. Yes, I live here. I don't know why. Not much longer. You know what? I think I'm. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get a big ass fifth wheel, like maybe a forty five footer, huge, right, with a big diesel truck. We're just gonna pack up get the hell out and travel around the country. I'll do my show remotely. I'll set up a little studio in there. We'll have uh, uh, the, oh, the Elon Musk satellite. You know, you know what I'm talking about. We'll have that for internet access. And bam, there you go, man. We'll just, uh, we'll just do it remotely. And then I'll get to report on different things from around the country. That'll be fun. That'll be super fun. I, I like that idea. So in Washington State, we have, oh, man. So... We have a teacher in one of the schools that is um, transitioning and they want the children to understand their mental disorder. And so uh, Mervista Elementary Springs transgender staff announced on fourth grade class, fourth grade, 10 year olds, parents stunned by late notice. Uh, they sent a, a notice out to parents that they were going to teach them about, about um, transgenderism and to accept it. Uh, attention, Miss Snyder's fourth graders, Highline staff member Miss Angela is transitioning to Mr. Angel. Elementary students slated to learn transgender equity lessons on first school day of 2024. So once when they come back from winter break, they're going to uh, they're going to teach them about this. It, it says in an effort to help the the nine and ten year old children, nine and ten, to navigate this confusing topic. Uh, Ms. Snyder and Mr. Walker's lesson plans include reading and discussing the book called If It Feels It Feels Good to Be Yourself, a book about gender identity by Teresa Thorne. Now, this is, uh, they're 9 and 10. Stop confusing our kids. Let them be kids. This is not, Inclusive. This is not teaching them anything except to be confused. This is crazy. Equity lesson. This is it. 
This is a letter that went out uh, or the, the, to parents. And it says, Dear families of Ms. Snyder's fourth grade classroom, there are many staff members that work throughout the day with your student, including in the classroom, on the playground, or in the cafeteria. One adult whose students know is as Miss Angela wanted to share that they have begun the process of transitioning from Miss Angela to Mr. Angel and will be utilizing he, him pronouns. When we all return from break, students and staff will be asked to call him Mr. Angel. Upon our return, there will be a time in the day when Miss Snyder and Mr. Walker will co-teach a lesson about the transition. In accordance with board policy in Highline Public Schools, I'd like they, they never did say what policy. Uh, they will be using the children's book titled It Feels Good to Be Yourself, a book about gender identity by Teresa Thorne. This lesson will be age appropriate. It is? It, it, see, this is where it's not normal. This is not normal to teach nine and 10 year old children about this, about, and to accept, to accept somebody else's. Uh, mental disorder and and to to uh, validate it this lesson will be age appropriate and focused on it's not age appropriate as lord um to be called a new pronoun and a new name i'm sharing this with you so that you will be aware and have the opportunity to discuss this with your child before we come back to school if you wish if you have questions or concerns please feel free to contact me directly and there it is. I would, you know, if you think this is crazy, there it is, man. There's there's an email address and a phone number right there. You might want to send them a little message. Tell them the Nun Report sent you. No, don't tell them that. But call. <laughs> email. <laughs> Blast their inbox, man. I know I dropped a couple. Anyway, uh, hey, it's been it's been a show, and it's been a show. That uh, That went by pretty fast. Time flies when you're having fun, right? Anyway, I hope that you enjoyed it. If you've just been listening on the podcast, uh, Audible, make sure to check me out on The Nun Report, or excuse me, rumble.com slash The Nun Report. That's rumble.com slash The Nun Report. All the videos are up there. You can see all the assets and everything that I drop when I'm doing a show. You can uh, catch me also on X at Nun Report, just at Nun Report, know the in front of it, or you can catch me on all the other socials, at the nun report because on those I had the I used to have that on Twitter too but that got nuked imagine that that was that was weird uh, for a stupid reason but anyway so I'm uh, on all socials at the nun report I'm on Twitter at nun report just go to my website thenunreport.com one stop one shop you can dive into everything right there easy peasy anyway hey um, thanks again for watching and as always until next time may the odds be ever in your favor cheers Thank you.